Welcome to this Texas Sports Nation podcast. I'm John McLean. I can be reached at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. And I'm Brooks Cabina, and you can find me at B-K-U-B-E-N-A. Brooks, we went to Lovey Smith's introductory news conference today at NRG Stadium. Texans put on quite a show, current players, former players, employees, family members, and a lot of media people, of course. I figured it up today. That's my 13th of those I've been to in Houston with the Oilers and the Texans. Wow. And so what? once you listen to Nick Casario and Lovey Smith and you heard everything they said about the process and the job, what did you take away from that? Well, the circumstances that we knew going into that press conference weren't necessarily confirmed by Nick Casario, who declined that the lawsuit Brian Flores filed against the NFL dictated any of his decisions in the end. He said that he talked to Brian Flores after those legal actions were taken. And he also said that there wasn't that he wasn't going to hire anyone until they came to an end point, which um, you know, seems a bit of a finesse towards whether they were going to hire Josh McCown or not. But I mean, beyond all of that, uh, what you could see from that press conference is that there is a rapport between Lovey Smith and Nick Casario, and uh, that made for a good match once things got complicated, to say the least. Um, you know, Lovey Smith was added to the coaching staff last year. He had a rich history of coaching, led the Bears to the Super Bowl uh, back in the 2000s, and whenever he was the head coach with the Buccaneers, things weren't as successful. But you know, he 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 was still. Uh, an NFL head coach with experience uh, um, going into the job with the Texans and had been a head coach with Illinois for five years. So there's there's a wealth of knowledge that he had. And um, you know what's, what I found interesting was that uh, their relationship last year, Casario, who came from New England, uh, found himself kind of in back and forth discussions about scheme with uh, Lovey Smith. And anybody who's really been on the discussion about Casario up in the booth and his involvement with the team. I thought it was interesting how open-minded uh, he had, he said he was about uh, what what he had learned in New England and that Bobby Smith kind of uh, helped him break a little bit out of that Patriot way about how to, to be the schemes and what they should do with the team. So, I mean, moving forward, I think it's an interesting uh, situation between the two is uh, they get some continuity on defense, uh, especially with the scheme, but the players – We've spoken to this already, guys like Kamagruja here, Malik Collins, uh, maybe even Justin Reed. Uh, but promoting Pep Hamilton, I think, is probably one of the biggest things that wasn't talked as much about. Um, like He gets moved to offensive coordinator, and uh, Lovey Smith said it was a must that Hamilton was retained to continue the development of their most important player on the roster in Davis Mills. So um, those are the main takeaways from this, what they end up building around these players and moving on. Um, it seems like Lovey Smith has uh, pretty good security that he's not going to be fired after another year because they just did that with Cully. Um, but overall, I think what you take away from that press conference is just how how much of a rapport there may already be between Casario and 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 Smith and how that might help them in this year. Pepe Hamilton worked for Lovey for three years in Chicago, and then they're quote together this year, of course. And they had to pay him a lot of money to keep him from leaving because he had options. And he's going to run the offense and call the plays. And something that bothers me is Lovey spoke very highly of Josh McCown. He knows him well. He had him in Chicago. He had him in uh, Tampa Bay. He knows what kind of guy McCown is. 
but I don't think that it's right having him on the staff because if they hire him, my lead's going to be, well, the Texans already know who their next head coach is going to be because I don't think McCown, knowing what everybody says about what a great guy he is, would be trying to get Lovey's job, but Jack Easterby would definitely be trying to get McCown to be the next head coach. And if they hire McCown as like the quarterback's coach, then I'm sure he'll do a good job. But, man, he'll be the coach in waiting, and we'll all know it. And I did some digging into what happened to Lovey in Chicago for a column I wrote for uh, Wednesday that he's got unfinished business because of what happened in Chicago when he finished 10 and 6, got fired. He told me he didn't know why. He never got a good explanation. And he was in Tampa. He took over a terrible team. And his offensive coordinator, Jeff Tedford, had a medical issue and had to leave the team the week before the season started. And they, so that was a huge struggle on offense. They went 2-14. and 14. He got the first pick. They drafted Jameis Winston, started him as a rookie, won four more games to finish 6-10, and 10, then he got fired. And he said that he definitely has unfinished business, always hoped to get a third opportunity. The fact that he could get it in his home state he said you couldn't write a better script for the Smith family. And I think people were impressed with Lovey. He won the press conference because you know, he's been through this in Chicago. I mean, think about it. Coaching nine years with the Bears. He's seen everything. He's heard everything from the media. Then to go to Tampa. So this was no big deal for him. But what would you think about having McCown on the staff as the head coach in waiting, which, of course, they would deny? Well, I, I think what's interesting here is that, you know, Josh McCown was the quarterback for Lovey Smith's Tampa Bay team in 2014. I mean, he had 11 starts there, so they have a bit of a rapport there. Um, I mean, yeah, I think I think you definitely start the narratives of whether um, Josh McCown's going to be the head coach uh, eventually and whether that is a continual undermining of what Lovey Smith is doing on a day-to-day basis. But um, I, I think it's, I, I think whenever we've heard Nick Casario talk about the coaching staff and really the franchise as a whole of what he's trying to build is, it seems even how he was talking about Lovey Smith is the collaboration and, uh, how involved Nick Casario is even on game days and such. You hear a lot about it and how the Patriots ran their ways too, is, uh, having as many people in a building. Um, and sometimes those roles were not exactly specific to, say the coordinator or whatever coaching title they had, um, adding a guy like Josh McCown to the uh, coaching staff, one, so he doesn't have all the coaching experience, and that would have been a knock on him if he had been a head coach. It would have been a supreme leap for him. Um, But being in a different role, an offensive assistant, quarterback, coach, whatever it is, um, he adds 12 years of playing experience and all the other things that he was working with and having already been – quarterback with Lovey Smith adds another voice to what they're trying to build, even though he doesn't have exactly practice of schematics as a coach. I think it would be interesting. It would all depend on whether Smith, uh, Lovey Smith still has any leverage on the situation, I think, or, or doesn't want uh, to feel like he's being undermined and, um, and, 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 and how long he wants to continue to be a head coach. I mean, he's 63 and um, does he, does he see this as a two, three, four-year deal and see how long he continues to be a coach? Or would he be okay with transitioning it to someone over eventual time? I guess if they start to be good, you definitely don't want to hand off something if you're becoming a playoff contender and you help them get through it all. So 
I don't know. It's an, it would be very interesting if Josh McCown entered on, onto the coaching staff, but uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe he goes and starts his career elsewhere. Having worked with McCown with two teams, he knows him well. Everybody says he's going to be a terrific coach, starting and working his way up. But if he's on this team, we know who will be the next coach. And then every time Lovey loses a couple of games, he'll have to look back over his shoulder and he won't see Josh McCown. He'll see Jack Easterby trying to get him fired and McCown uh, elevated to that job. Only good thing is when the time comes, Brooks, you won't have to go through another coaching search. You'll avoid uh, an embarrassing search like the Texans had this year. Now, Lovey Smith hired three coaches. You've got a story about it in the Chronicle and on uh, TexasSportsNation.com. Tell us about those three coaches. Yeah, well, they uh, had they were all on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, they had a um, you know, they need, had a needed offensive line, and uh, with James Campen moving uh, on, and uh, tight ends coach Andy Bischoff uh, moving also. So uh, they, they made three hires that. And I think it was interesting just because Casario said that he, him and Lovey Smith would have a discussions pertaining to how they would build their staff out the rest of the way. But it also looks like Pep Hamilton had a say, too, because uh, the three guys they hired, um, first offensive line coach, George Waterhop, um, you know, he was Lovey Smith's offensive line coach back in Tampa. So that's the connection there. Uh, but Pep Hamilton had the connection on the other two. Um You know, they, they, they hired Hal Hunter as an assistant offensive line coach. He worked with Pep. Uh, with the Colts back when uh, Pep was the offensive coordinator there from 2013 to 15. Uh, but also uh, Tim Burb, uh, you know how to pronounce it, Tim Burbenich? Burbenich? Uh, I don't know. That's close enough. Start over, just say Tim Burbenich. Okay. They also hired uh, Tim Burbenich uh, to be their tight ends coach, and he was most recently the Raiders running backs coach. Never had been tight ends coach before, but um, he worked with, uh, Pep back with the Colts too. So it seems like they're really refining the offensive side of the ball around what Hamilton wants to do. So I think that's interesting. And the collaboration, I think, speaks to that a bit as, as well. So we'll see uh, how the rest of the staff goes out. I mean, Lovey Smith already said he's going to call defensive plays again in 2022. So uh, who who ends up being the defensive coordinator in uh in, in title if they even have one or they just make up the rest of their staff in different ways and wonder how much uh, where and where those uh, connections will be, whether those are Smith Smith's guys or Casario's guys or someone, other connection on the team. I got a feeling the coordinator might be Miles Smith, his son who coaches linebackers and they've got a quarterback coach opening. I wonder who that could be. And I'm not sure if they've got any other openings they want to fill assistance at different positions, but for a guy who just got the job yesterday, he sure got some coaches hired pretty quick. And we all know Nick Casario's over the coaches. He listens to uh, what the head coach and the coordinators want to do. One thing that Lovey told me, they're like Pep Hamilton. They're really fired up about Davis Mills. And, uh, and uh, Lovey said there are positions where I can tell Nick we have got to upgrade to get where we want to go. He said quarterback is not one of those positions. So they don't know if he's the franchise, but they know going into training camp, Davis Mills be the starter, and they're fired up to see what he'll do in his second season. I'm guessing 
They'll go after another veteran to back him up. Don't know if they would re-sign uh, Tyrod Taylor or not. Uh, I'm John McLean. You can reach me at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. And I'm Brooks Gabina, and you can reach me at B-K-U-B-E-N-A. Brooks, thank you very much. Thank everybody for listening, reading, and watching.